Yep. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to Friends with Black People. Um, we're black, and we're gonna talk to you about Friends, that wonderful, wonderful show from the '90s and early 2000s. Like always, this is brought to you by Verdink, um, the middle class holiday experience. Check them out every first Thursday at the Alchemy of Art, or say first Thursday or Ver Thursdays, whatever floats your boat. Um, I'm one of your gracious hosts tonight. My name is uh, Jason, as you already know. And what's going on, everybody? I am host number two. I am James. How's everybody feeling tonight? Hope you're feeling great. And you probably feel even better if you never had to watch Friends a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, we're doing that for you. Um, yeah. So, getting right into it. Wasting no time. Episode four of Friends. Affectionately titled, you probably know this already, The One with George Stephanopoulos. I guess he was big in 94. Um, so we start out uh, in the coffee shop as usual with, uh, if you were omnipotent for one day, what would you do? Uh, this is just a joke on Joey not knowing what omnipotent meant. Yeah, oh, Joey's dumb. It's so funny. Anything on that? Or um, <laughs> I found, you know what this was. I thought this was interesting because I low key I, I I start to see like the more and more I watch like shows from the very beginning and watch how they develop on, you get to see how they try to develop the individual characters at certain points throughout the show up until that time. And like you said, this one was to make Joey seem like a total dumbass. Um. Because everyone's talking about what they what would they do if they were omnipotent, and for those who don't know what that term means, <laughs> don't don't insult our listeners, please. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so, so let me ask you, James, if you were omnipotent for a day, what would you do? Oh man, I'll just have liquor just flowing out of water fountains like it wasn't nothing. It's like I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, honestly, I really probably would make it a way where uh. As far as, no, I'll probably be on on Phoebe's vibe. You know, I'll probably be like, "Yo, for real, let's just cut out like world hunger. Let's let's just stop that shit." You know, um, like on some on some peace type stuff. You know, on some peace type type of vibe for real, for real. I mean, that's really how I would look at it. Um, yeah, that's how that's how I really. I mean, except for the bigger titties part, I don't really don't need. Yeah. I don't need bigger titties. I mean, yeah. uh, that that Phoebe says the wildest <laughs> yeah. things. No, uh, real real rap. Okay, if it's like. I'm nipping up for like a day, so I got like 24 hours to do whatever I want to do. Yeah, I'm going to clean up uh, pollution, give people money, give kids education, everybody, everybody can eat, everybody can live, like get rid of capitalism, everybody just cool. But if I got one wish, if it's just like, if I can have this, whatever I want this one time, yo fam, me and my, me and my family are going to have money forever. But that's just being... <laughs> <laughs> Honest. If I can, if I got more than one, I have to help the world out. I'm gonna do that. If I only got one, I'm gonna be selfish with that. But I mean, no. Is you you, you are and since you're omnipotent, no. We keeping it funky, okay? Oh, oh. So I'm I'm ser- All right. I would really want to do like do away with like world hunger because that shit is fucked up. Seriously, Definitely. I would, I would want to do away with that. But if we really being funky, if we really keeping it funky and we want some selfish type shit, you know what? <laughs> if you only got one, if you only if you only got if. 
God, or Mr. Omnipotent, if whatever you want to believe, come to you and say, yo, fam, you got one thing I can do for you. What that's going what, what no, to be? <laughs> this would be so <laughs> fucked up because niggas would be like, really, yo, really? This is what I would do. I would ride around the fucking world on a fucking Pegasus because they don't exist. But if I was Mr. Omnipotent for a day, nigga, what? <laughs> A fucking Pegasus? Look, I've sat and thought about this. It would be all black. It would be a black Pegasus named Barnabas, and I would fly around with him. He'd be about the size of a Clydesdale and had the wingspan. One wing would be the, the length about uh, maybe like a small, like a stretch limo, almost, almost, because he has to he has to carry me and fly. But anyway, that's just yeah. Anyway, that's just me. Barnabas, hey, look, if you want Barnabas, if, if you want Barnabas, do you? Cool with I'm, me. I'm omnipotent, dog. Hey, yo, do. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I'm the. You went real abstract. I'm just going with money forever. But which brings us back to the coffee shop. And Phoebe sleeping in public. She can't sleep because her deaf grandmother has loud sex, and she can't. And because her grandmother and her partner are both deaf, they have to make more noise to reinforce the uh, whatever. Like that. Like that was just so weird. I said this was funny. Like. It started off on a bad foot for me. It just did. <laughs> they left a bad taste in your mouth yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and But then that's when somehow you get... This is what starts the Ross remembering his uh, ex. Because the the date of this episode, which uh, I guess I missed it. came out in October 13, 1994. But either way, the date on the show is... It is the uh, anniversary of the first time Ross had sex with his now ex-wife but the weird part was that monica remembered that also how the fuck does your sister remember that shit yeah like it because well as the show goes on you you begin to understand why why ross remembers that which is cool i guess i guess his sister knew and and i believe she said something like like she was surprised he hadn't brought it up yet or something something so that meant that she already knew yeah, yeah, what Dan was. Yeah. She remembers. She's like, oh shit. Yeah. I hope he doesn't say anything. I'ma just keep it I'ma just keep it mellow and not say shit. Yeah. I'ma just keep it pushing. Yeah. And so then but then the next part, and then this is I guess what started my uh dislike, a strong dislike for this episode, is when then Rachel gets her first paycheck, right? Which indicates that she's been working there for like at most three weeks or maybe four weeks if it's serious right but that so then that brings up the whole last episode with monica and alan because when monica slept with um my man paul the wine guy or whatever rachel didn't have a job so from the time that that happened she got in a serious relationship with alan and ended it like rachel was asking Monica about maybe she's a murderous dude. Like, how long did she know him for this to happen? Like, Rachel didn't get her first check from the time that the Monica was with Paul the Wine Guy to before Rachel got her first check. It got so deep that her friends thought it was a good idea. Although it was Rachel, so maybe not. But to get that deep, it's like the pace of the show is annoying to me. I it's annoying to me. I'm sorry. No, it's 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 all good. No, it's all good. But it, it if you 
if you, we're in episode four. If you've been watching, if you had watched up to this point and you kind of were keeping track of things, it, it puts things in perspective. It, it really does put things in perspective because on a, in, in, in your mind, you're thinking, oh, you know, when I got my first job, blah, 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 you know, I might've been a week in a hole and then worked another full two weeks before I got paid. That's, you know, some, some jobs work like that. So it, it happens. It happens, you know, so mm-hmm. we all know that, but it just lets you know that. And, and, and Hey, I want to make this known. I'm not judging. I ain't judging. I'm just saying. It just brings it just brings some things to light. It just it just says, hey, hey. <laughs> it just says, hey, Monica been Monica was getting dicked down I'm, by Paul. I'm and these, Paul the I'm, wine guy. And then next thing you know, she's in a relationship with Alan. Yo, and it's it's serious. I'm look if she if she was a Paul, then with Alan, cool. But <laughs> I I don't know why. <laughs> I guess how serious the relationship was with Alan annoys me so much. But it's just the fact that like it. The pacing of the show is terrible, at least for the first season. Now, why am I so annoyed by the pacing of a, a sitcom from the 90s? I don't know, but it's a fact. Anyway, which brings us to, I guess, as more 90s as it could get, Rachel Friends comes in, and you basically have the cast of Clueless. Yeah, he's, he's walk, not lying. He's not walk exaggerating. Walk in, and it's all, it's like every uh, stereotypical, I guess, valley girl thing or rich girl thing, and... Yep. Yeah, it was just like, like did someone like, like did they really write this, or did like somebody just have like some catchphrases and they just kind of threw in there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like they, <laughs> like after okay, so so Rachel's friends like roll through, which which then makes me wonder like how long has she known them? Like how long has she known these these women to really be like these are my sure enough friends? But mind you though. I'm assuming that all of these, all of these young ladies at this point in time, this is the '90s, so they're probably like in their 20s or whatever age, whatever some yeah. point of their 20s. They probably were still relying on daddy's money, relying on family money to keep them, keep them doing whatever it is that they wanted to do. Um, you know, came from affluent backgrounds or whatever. So they're like, "Hey, uh, we heard you were working in a coffee shop, and we find out that it's true." Like. We heard you have a job. We heard you have a job, and surprisingly, it's not a rumor. It's really true. Like you're, you have a job. Like you're, you're gainfully employed. Like you're throwing a fit. Like you're snubbing her. You're basically snubbing her low key because she has a job. Like really, really. And I just want to make it known, honestly, they and just like Jason said, it was on some clueless, uh, Valley High, yep type shit. They at, at any at every statement they were just mm-hmm. screaming in excitement, cackling. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my god! That's where my disdain for the episode started. Yeah, and my, my disdain for the episode started right there. So I just wanted to make this known, because like, okay, one was what I think might have been pregnant. I don't know. I probably am wrong about that. Something. Someone was getting married. One was engaged to get married. The other one, her, not she was making partner at a law firm. Her father was making partner at a law firm, so that means more money coming in, so more more money for her to spend. So, yeah, just just think about that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but okay, so you go through that, and then, uh, then you got Ross Chandler and Joy walking for the hockey game, and Ross keeps thinking about that. Why? No, Ross is, is just still talking about first time him and his ex. Had sex. It's like, whatever, yo. Like, it's really getting weird at this point. 
fucking um, really fucking weird. Yeah, really. and then it goes to uh, Rachel and the apartment spazzing. She just like spazzing because her friends can't talk to her. She don't know what life is about or whatever. Like, I, I don't know what like what kind of like existential problems she was having with the day, but I didn't find it funny. It was annoying to me. Uh, then they show him at the hockey game. And Ross is still talking about the girl. Uh, that's what my promise episode is. What was the point? <laughs> like, I didn't understand. Like, there was no, there was no story. There were just two things happening to two to two groups of friends that was completely pointless. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Um, especially, I think I got more. I think I got more frustrated. Not frustrated. I think I got more perturbed, bothered, whatever you might want to call it, on the 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 guys night out side of things. Where it's like everything that Ross sees, he's equating it back to the first time him and his ex wife had sex. And I'm like, dog, I mean, I understand she meant something to you. I get that. I get that. I really do understand that. But I'ma be funky with you. Like I've been in relationships where I was really in love with the person. I really couldn't remember to tell you the fucking date when we had sex. I really don't remember. And it's not to say that I didn't love them. Yeah. I just don't remember the date that we had sex. I mean, we I'm, had sex, but I can't remember that yeah. day. And that shit got real. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> say it with your chest. Exactly. Um, but then, well, then uh, then at the game, and then Ross gets hit in the head with the puck. Of course, and once he finally loosens up, then they go to the hospital, and it's the same tired. Like ER humor, like they gotta wait really long, whatever. Like I don't see why that's even. Maybe it's been done now so often that maybe it was still funny, but I can't imagine that ER humor was fresh in '94. Shit was shit sounded mad cliche back then. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I hope so. Like, like oh, we we meet the sassy nurse who just does not give a fuck about the patients in the wait in the ER room, out uh, in the waiting room. So. Yeah. So then we get. Go back to the apartment in which all the three women in the apartment are like bitching them on about their lives or whatever. And then the pizza man comes with the wrong pizza. And then that's when they figure out that they got George Stephanopoulos, whatever his name is, George S. I can't talk. <laughs> when they got George S.'s pizza and George S. got that pizza, what's the first idea they have? Let me go stalk this motherfucker from outside of the balcony. Yes. <laughs> let me yes. see how George S. is across the street, apparently, from us. And let me just go ahead and get my creep on. Because that's exactly what they did. They were being creeps. Just keep it yes. funny. They were being creeps. I mean, I respect it. I mean, you want to see how the guy look? Whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, and but, so, then, so they're still in the balcony fantasizing about uh, George S. Because apparently, I don't know if anybody who wrote, wrote the show had, had a crush on old George but they talk about him, like, glowingly. I mean, I don't remember what he looked like in 94. I definitely don't know. Because I wasn't worried about politics then. But in the show, George S. was the man. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. So then you go back to the hospital with Ross. They're talking about his wife. And then here comes, I guess, the bombshell. Ross's ex-wife was his first. So it wasn't the first time he had sex with her. <laughs> it was the first time... He had sex. Yeah. <laughs> Which, 
I guess at that point, I can understand the significance of it. Now, I don't remember the, the date that I lost my virginity. I got a rough time frame. I got a ballpark. But I don't have a date. But you know what? If the first person you had sex with was the person you married, I guess I can understand remembering the date. Now, like, uh, making this day like a personal holiday is kind of weird. But... Yeah, fuck that. Like, I could, <laughs> I could tell you, I could tell, yeah, I, okay, so, I could tell you the, I could tell you the, the weekday. I can't give you a specific date as to when I, <laughs> as, as for me, I'm like, alright, I lost my virginity on a Saturday. Yes, that's it. That's it. I can tell you that. That's about it. Um, now, I'm not... I'll say this. I wasn't like Ross and I didn't lose mine. Like I didn't lose my virginity with like like my wife or anything like that. Well, yeah, that's that's why maybe that's that's why it's really, yeah, it's important I, to me but it's not important to me so but I'll shut the fuck up right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not required to give details. I mean, you seem to be struggling. Exactly. As though, as though you owe you owe us that that you owe, I don't owe, I don't owe y'all that shit. Y'all don't want to hear. Yeah, it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it really wasn't. My bad. I'm sorry. Once again, shit was getting real. But but, but then we go back to the apartment and they're still spying on uh George S. Right, and somehow they start talking about like everybody's secrets, and then when Phoebe just comes out and says that she slept with Monica's ex. After they broke up, and it was like, "Oh, that's cool, really." I mean, that, that's why they're disrespectful. And and apparently, in the minds of the show, George Stephanopoulos, I really can't say his last name. Stephanopoulos. Yeah, bam, you got it. Uh, is packing because he drops the towel with the spine on there, like mesmerized. I'm like, you know what? It's a little. Hey, but you know what? If you want to spine somebody in New York City. I guess. I guess it's that easy. I don't know. I haven't lived in New York City, but apparently it's that easy. <laughs> yeah. And then this when you get to the end of the show. Ross's nose is broke, comes out with the mask on. And then somehow a kid and Joey gave some kid the puck. So Ross tries to get the puck back, and the kid is like, no, it's my puck. And then he, he, go, he tries to snatch the puck from the kid. And he really thought that was the best course of action right exactly i'm sure the kid didn't just wander into the er there has to be a parent a guardian somebody there with this child he didn't think you know what i should ask his parents or tell his parents what this happened no his plan is to talk to his friends for a second then ambush the kid and try to snatch the puck yeah and and and, and that's the end of the episode that's the end that is like he like, what, what was the episode about? What was the point of the girls talking about, well, Rachel having a midlife crisis because she really had, had to get a job, and now for some reason that made her friends think that their life didn't have any meaning or they didn't have a plan, whatever. And it's the guys on the guys night out with that best friend is thinking about losing his V-card and gets hit with a hockey puck. Like, what's the point of this? And then, of course, in the end, when he tried to snatch the puck from the little boy and knocks the nurse out, Oh, so hilarious. Um, yeah. And then the fact that apparently Rachel had a credit card fraud on on a credit card and no one seemed to really care. Like they didn't. They didn't. They they really didn't. Like the credit card company called twice 
which I, if I'm not mistaken, twice in the same day. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly, look, I've, I've had credit cards before, and, uh, you know, they'll call one time. And if you speak to them that one time, they'll ver- you can verify by, look, everything's okay, blah, 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 I authorized these charges, didn't authorize these charges, whatever. What the fuck ever. But they call twice. Twice in the same day. Um, yeah, like, and they didn't call because they saw some weird charges popping up on the credit card statement or the, the fact that it was on the, on the card because it wasn't being used. It wasn't being used, and they're like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on here? This card number and this account holder? Mm-mm, something's up. Yeah. So, just, yeah, that was just, that was interesting. Interesting to say, yeah. at least. What a, uh, yeah, you know what? The episode had absolutely no point. I didn't understand what, what happened. Yeah, it just, it, it annoyed me to watch the episode. I'm glad it's over. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it's over. This was probably, this was, I think this is like a general consensus for this particular episode. I think this was probably like a hiccup as to what they had done so far. I mean, we've talked about, we talked about the first three episodes prior, but this episode, I think this episode was maybe the worst out of the, out of the, out of the, all the four that we've talked about at this moment, this was probably the worst. Yes. And the other ones were bad in my opinion. And this was the worst. What? If you don't agree with us, let us know. <laughs> like that's like way. Um, nice. At fwbppod at gmail.com. Also, fwbppod on Twitter. Contact me directly on Twitter at cents82 since82 on Instagram. Also, and you can check me. Check me out on Twitter, jq since82. The letters jq since82, and same name applies to Instagram. And, uh, yeah, you can just check us out there. I'm there. You know, my shit ain't private. Just hit us up. Let us know what you think. You know, whether you agree with us, disagree with us, even if you got it, you got your own you got your own opinions to add yeah, to it. Yeah, if if you know the day you lost your virginity. I don't know why you told me that, but hey. But hey, if you feel free, if you feel comfortable to tell us, you know what? We won't judge you. Just tell us. You know, let us know. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for the people. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Knock yourself out. But, um, yeah, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Catch us next week. We're coming back with episode five. So if you've been following along, one, two, three, four, five. Yo, thanks for checking us out. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Peace. Peace.